0: This morning, we have a great morning. Uh, it is our Vision Sunday, and I am, I'm so excited. If you can't tell, I'm actually really excited. So I might be a little bit of a fireball <laughs> this morning, so uh, just bear with me. Um, if you did not get a chance to fill out a prayer card or a praise card. We collect these every single week. And uh, we love praying for you as a church. Uh, we love uh, thanking Jesus for all the answered <laughs> prayers that he has done. And so um, if you didn't get a chance, you can either just leave them up here at the front at the end of service, or uh, find one of us here and give it to us because we want to be praying with you. Uh, no one should be alone. Uh, I got a couple messages this week from people who just said, hey, uh, I need you to pray for me. Some big things are going on. And, uh, and just know that we pray we 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 ask god to do what only he can do so vision sunday if this is your first time here, thank you for being here. You are our honored guest. And uh, if you are looking for a church, uh, look no further. I say this every week, but I really mean it. Look no further, because there's a place here for you, a place for you to grow in your faith. For those of you who are regular tenders, thanks for showing up. It's so good to have you. Now, it is Vision Sunday, and this is what I need from you this morning. And especially since, you know, I can always count on the Armstrongs. They're always here on the right-hand side, woo, you know. And so for those of you further back, you're just going to have to amen a little bit louder okay you're going to just have to be like yep yep i agree with that that's good we're going to celebrate some things here so you cannot be bumps on the log this morning you cannot sit quietly you need to be engaged because otherwise what's going to happen is i'm going to have to come off the stage and come closer to you and i don't know then i might be spitting on you and that may not be so pleasant so that's why we keep a little bit of a distance here this morning several years ago uh, we took a trip to colorado I love Colorado. It is one of my favorite places to go in the U.S. I think it's the mountains. I think it's the fresh air. It's just the whole atmosphere. Colorado is just awesome. They said it would be fun. They said it would be a memory for a lifetime. They said it's not that hard. They said, let's do it. And I said, sure, let's do it. Whoever said the above things about mountain mountain biking down a mountain in Colorado, they didn't lie, but they sure made it sound a lot better than what it was. I had my helmet on, lifted my bike onto the chairlift. Okay, that should be your first sign. When you take your bike and put it on a chairlift, and you start going up in the air with your bike on a chairlift, That's not a good sign, okay? I'm used to doing that with skis on. I love it, but a mountain bike? Okay, so up the mountain we go, higher and higher, and I'm going, why did I say yes? There were other options. I could have gone horseback riding. I could have gone putt-putting, but I said, sure, let's mountain bike, so here we go. Okay, am I being a little dramatic? Absolutely, but go with me. So we get off the chairlift. It's time to go down the mountain, and I'm not saying a little hill, okay, people? This is Colorado. The mountains are huge and the paths are narrow, okay? So here we go again, helmet on, I got my bike, I'm ready to go, but man, don't don't, don't go too far to the left because then you go off a cliff. Don't go far to the right because then you go into the woods. And I'll tell you this, if you don't hold that brake on that mountain bike There's something called momentum. There's something that says, you know, even when you're going, because sometimes you'd go a little bit down and then you go up. You let go of that brake, but the minute you hit that top of that next little hill, you start flying. So I am not very graciously walking my mountain bike, okay? Can we be honest? Like my feet are like, I'm trying to go around curves. I'm dragging my feet. It felt like I was going so stinking fast but I promise you, a turtle was probably going faster than me, okay? But it felt so fast. And then I kept going, but my team never left me. We all stayed together. We finally made it down to the bottom of the hill. My hands were aching, and it was like, that was pretty cool. I kind of liked it. I don't know if I want to do it again, but that was kind of cool. And so here's the deal for all of us this morning. Anything worth having in life takes energy, and it takes effort, and it takes you daring to step out and to do something that you have never done before. And so as we walk into Vision Sunday, I'm going to be asking you this morning to do something maybe that you've never done before. Simon Sinek says this, vision is a destination, a fixed point to which we focus all effort. That is What vision is, it's a destination. It's somewhere where we're going. Our big vision here at Stockholm Community Church is to know God, it is to find freedom, to discover your purpose, and to make a difference. Everything that we do here at SCC helps us to get to this direction. Know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. You're gonna hear us say it all the time. We will not deviate from this vision. The Bible says, without vision, the people will perish. So every January, what we're gonna do here, and this is our first one, but we are gonna share what the vision is and what God has put on my heart for the church. I started praying this fall, talked to our board, talked to our core leadership team and said, you know, what are we believing? What do we think God wants to do? So I'm saying to you this morning, get ready. Because it's big, it is life-changing, and it involves you. This is not the vision for Carolyn Dunn, this is the vision for SCC. So, I want you to look at your neighbor and I want you to look at your neighbor and tell them it involves you. So tell your neighbor, it involves you. It involves you, okay? Good participation, might need to get a little bit better. Okay, now look at your neighbor and says, it involves me. me. Now I'm making you take some ownership here. It involves me, right? It involves you, it involves me. We say it around here all the time. Sundays here make Mondays better. Do you agree? Yes. Okay? Excellent. My faith has grown since I started attending SEC. Do you agree? My prayers prayed at SEC have been answered. Do you agree? I thought that would be a little louder, but yes, okay. My life has been transformed in the last 10 months. Do you agree? Good. I have found new friends at SCC. Do you agree? Yes. yes. I have made a difference at SCC. Do you agree? Yes. This is the moment all of you Dream Teamers should say, yes, okay? We have 50 people who serve on our Dream Team, okay? So there needs to be a huge echo in the room to say, I have made a huge difference. So we talk a lot, we're a new church, we're not even 10 months old, but guess what? We are gonna move our mindset now here at SCC from being a new church to being a growing church, okay? So we have been new, but now we are a growing church. So what does it mean to be a growing church? Because you could say that, but, but what does it mean? Visitors who come to SCC and then they make it their home church. That's a growing church. Individuals looking for faith and they come here and they give their hearts to Jesus. Dream Team that keeps growing. Leadership development, increased giving, more space for kids. Those are all signs, yes, all signs of a growing church. If you hear it every time when we pray um, here before service, you will hear I'm one of our kids' leaders. You will be like, we're going to outgrow this space. We need more space because we're going to have more kids. It's a sign of a growing church. Here's something that's really cool, and I haven't shared it yet, and I've been waiting, and I wanted to share it today. At the end of last year, what we did is we did a kingdom builder's offering. First time doing it, Not sure what was gonna happen, but we challenged you to say, will you invest into SCC so that we can start 2020 strong? And here's the cool part. You gotta get ready to applaud. See, this is an engagement Sunday. You don't just get to sit. You guys gave 28,000 crowns. (laughs) Like that is huge, 28,000. And I actually bragged to some of my friends who are pastors. I said, guess what my church did? They gave 28000 And they're like, they gave that in December? I'm like, I know! They were buying Christmas gifts, and they were doing all this other stuff, and they still chose to give to Kingdom Builders. That is a sign of a growing church. Right. Isn't that awesome? So newness might be wearing off a little bit, right? We, we set up every Sunday. We tear down every Sunday. We show up. The newness may be wearing off a little bit, but here's the exciting part. Every Sunday is a different Sunday. Why is it? We have new people that come every Sunday. We have new songs, new prayers, new lives transformed, new miracles, new encounters with God, new blessings. So every Sunday, we can walk in here expecting for God to do something new. Why? Because he wants to do more in our lives. Amen. He wants to do more in our lives. It's not like he says, well, I've given them enough now. They've been going for 10 months. I'm not going to give them any more. We have such a good God who says, I got a little bit more. I got a little bit more. I have a little bit more to offer you. A little bit more of my presence. A little bit more of my peace. A little bit more of my blessings. God has more for us and see a few months ago I shared about having a little pot of oil and that he multiplied in the life of the widow and what I want you to picture is that you have this pot and one God wants to make it bigger but then he wants it to overflow he wants to keep pouring not just to get it to the top so it's full but he wants it to overflow and overflow and overflow Matthew 7 7 says this, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep knocking and the door will be opened. So if we want more from God, we have to ask, we have to seek, we have to knock. You have to intentionally pursue the things that God has for you. Now, I could tell you this I grew up in the church. I have sat through hundreds of sermons. I have sang most of all the different worship songs. I probably have them on my playlist. I have attended conferences and I have attended retreats. I even have the t-shirt, okay? Not just the SCC's t-shirt, but t-shirts from all different other churches and places that I've been a part of. But you know what? I want more of Jesus. I want more. I want more Jesus, more presence, more wisdom, more Holy Spirit, more joy, more peace, more purpose, more strength, more love. I want more of who he is, and that is what I want for you as a congregation. Because he's got it. He's got it for us. How much do you want? Now, how do I get more of who God is? Well, when I make his priorities my priorities, that is when I get more of who God is when I align my life with who he is and we're going to look at Luke chapter 15 and we're going to look in the beginning of Luke chapter 15 of the parable of the lost sheep the parable of the lost coin and the parable of the lost son now what I could do I could paraphrase I could tell you the story that we find in Luke chapter 15 But one of my focuses for us as a church this year is to get the word in us. And so I'm going to read several verses here in Luke 15. They're going to be up on the screen with me because I don't want to take a shortcut with the word of God. I want us to look, what does the word of God say? So here we go. Luke 15. Tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. This made the Pharisees and teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people and even eating with them. How dare Jesus, right? He is even eating with the notorious sinners. Hmm. I kind of like Jesus. So Jesus told him this story. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? won't he leave the 99 others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. And when he arrives, he will call together his friends and neighbors saying, rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. In the same way, there is more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. The parable of the lost sheep. Then we go to the parable of the lost coin. Or suppose a woman has 10 silver coins and loses one. Won't she light a lamp and sweep the entire house and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she will call in her friends and neighbors and say, Rejoice with me! because I have found my lost coin. In the same way, there is joy in the presence of God's angels when even one sinner repents. We're seeing that pattern here of what's important. And then we come to the parable of the lost son. To illustrate the point further, Jesus told him this story. A man had two sons, The younger son told his father, I want my share of my estate now before you die. So his father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. A few days later, this younger son packed all of his belongings and moved to a distant land, and there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into his fields to feed the pigs. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. I love this next part. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you. I am no longer worthy of being called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet, and kill the calf that we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast, for the son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Isn't that awesome? So the party began. The lost to be found. As a church, we will always be about reaching men and women and children with the life-saving message of Jesus Christ. We will always do that. And so here today, I have an invitation for you to be part of building a growing church. Five years from now, ten years from now, guess what we get to say? Can you believe I got to be part of making this happen? Can you believe I could be part? I served. I gave. I prayed. I saw it before it even became a reality. I helped make it a reality. I committed to make the vision a reality. I stayed the course. I believed God would do what he said he would do. I get to be part of this. There's still days I wake up on Sunday mornings, and I go, I can't believe it, I get to go to SCC. I get to come, and I get to be part of worship, and I get to be part of a message. I get to be part of great Fica afterwards. I get to see lives transformed. If you weren't here last week, you missed it. We had a guest speaker, per se, but we had Neil who came up here and who shared. It was so awesome, and I'm like, and I'll just say, I got messages saying, add them to the teaching team get them on the teaching team because you know what the vision it's not about me it's not about brian it's not about brandon and angela not about Miriam. it's about all of us that we are part of building the church that jesus christ wants to build so one to five years from now what is it going to look like guess what we're going to have a marriage conference because we believe in investing in marriages we're going to have parenting classes because parenting is hard Right? We need some people to tell us, don't ever do that again. You know, and some people say, no, you're doing it good. They're just teenagers, right? We're gonna have a thriving youth group. Okay, this is where you can't go quiet on me, okay? One to five years. We're gonna have small groups that are gonna meet all across the city. So some of you, you don't have to travel an hour to have great fellowship. You may only have to travel five minutes, right? We are gonna have something that's called Celebrate Recovery, it is a program that helps people who are stuck in addiction to get out of it and it's biblically based. We're going to have workplace training. We're going to teach people how to write their resumes, how to do an interview, and to just get better at those interviewing skills so they can land a job. Amen. I love this next one. We're going to be writing worship songs. We're going to have a worship team who's going to be writing worship songs about what God is doing in our church here in Stockholm. I mean, I love singing other worship songs. They are phenomenal. But you know, I believe God is going to birth something here. We're going to go on missions teams, missions trips. We are going to head all over the world as a church to make a difference because we are called not only to reach the people here in Sweden, but all across the world. And something happens in you when your feet gets on the ground in a different country and you just get to serve and get to share the gospel. So we're going to be doing that. Let's see, what else are we going to do? we are going to be planting churches. What does that mean? We are going to be resourcing and sending finances. We had people, churches who helped us plant and start this church. We're going to do the same thing. Okay. Then I get a little nervous. Okay. The last three here, and this is from one to five years. So you can't be like, this is happening in 2020. No, this is our one to five. I mean, if it happens in 2020, it'll be like, oh, dear Lord, (laughs) your plans are way, 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 way bigger than mine. We're gonna have a second SCC campus. I know, wow, right? Because we believe, one, we see it because so many travel far to get here. It's not enough just to have one SCC campus. We're gonna have another one. And that one may be in Swedish. Ooh, okay, maybe, we'll see. A citywide worship event. I want to rent a big venue, and we're going to have a worship event. One to five years. We're going to soak the city with worship. <sighs> Here's the big one. <laughs> OK. I want to have our own facility, but it would be a marketplace facility that is open seven days a week. It'll have office space, conference space, workout space. Working out people, yes. <laughs> There will be meetings throughout the week. There will be a prayer chapel. And who knows? Maybe even a daycare. One to five years. Not my vision, but God's vision that involves all of us. In 2020, we've already done two of the things that are on my list. For 2020, we have started a parent lounge. And all the parents of young children go, woohoo! Yeah? Yeah. Oh, I got thumbs up from the back through the curtain. I love it. We started going Facebook live. Okay. Yes. So those who are home with sick kids can still watch it or who are traveling or so that we can expand our reach. We're going to do our one year celebration. This summer we're looking to do a kids summer camp. A one-week kids' summer camp in August. That last week before school starts in August and that we would do five days, a different sport every day to just pour into kids and have a lot of fun with them. We're going to do At The Movies again. Woo! Woo! We are going to do Thanksgiving in Stockholm again. New for this year, we are going to do a Christmas production called A Christmas Tale. Very cool. We're going to expand Stockholm Kids. We're gonna expand it. More leaders, yay! More space, yay! This last year, we did some Christmas baskets where we gave away some baskets to some families in need. And uh, we gave three away in 2019. I wonder how many we can give away in 2020. I've already had someone to tell me, I think we should give away 100. How many are we gonna give away, church? How many families are we going to bless this Christmas because they can't afford to buy the rinca? They can't afford to buy the yulmus. But we can put together a nice little basket to say, we are a church who believes in you and who's here for you so that you can have a great Christmas. Let's see what we can do. We're going to give over 60,000 crowns this year to missions. We're going to support not just local, but, yep, but international ministries to say we want to make a difference as a church. We're going to increase the SEC staff administratively and pastorally. Okay, let me say it again. We are gonna increase the SEC staff this year. Yes, okay, let's be excited. We are gonna participate in community events. It's not just saying, hey, come and see what SEC is doing, but we are gonna participate in community events. We're gonna have an SEC booth at some different events to say, hey, we're here. You got questions about faith, we're here. You need someone to pray for you, we're here. This is a place where you can belong, believe, and to become. We're gonna have more baptism, more salvations, more marriages restored, more people finding their purpose, more dream teamers, more seats filled. One of the things I wanted to do this morning, but I didn't, but I wanted to double our seating in here. I wanted you to walk in to feel what a difference it would look with 150 seats. Because we have a city who is desperately looking for a savior and we have the answer as a church. And so uh, I joked a little bit about the first first three rows being a little empty, but guess what? We need to move forward, church, so that people who walk in can come in in the back, because that's usually where people feel the safest. A visitor is not gonna come and sit in the front row. So for those of us who call SCC our home, let's fill up the front first. Let's show them that we are here, that we are committed, that we wanna be part of this. So my question to you, do you want more? We are moving from a church, a new church to a growing church. Keep on asking and you will receive what you ask. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you, Matthew 7, 7. So what does this mean for you, right? I'm practical. We can talk big picture, but what does it mean for you? what i want you to do when you have some post-it notes and you're like i wonder why i got post-it notes if you didn't get post-it notes when you walked in the door will you raise your hand okay ushers if you can make sure that everyone got post-it notes you're supposed to have three but what i want you to do i want you to think of three people that you know that need to hear the life-giving message of jesus christ who are the three people what will it take for you to invite them? I don't know the three people in your life who need to know the, hear the life-giving message of Jesus Christ, but I can pray with you. I can stand with you, but you need to invite them this year. We all have a role in leading others to Jesus Christ, no matter who we are, where we live, or what we've done. And here's the big, I want to hear with this with three people. We believe that the church is not a building to go into, but a family to belong to. It's not about a building. You know, we are grateful to be able to rent this building for who knows however long, but I want to outgrow it. And I want us to have our own space, but it happens to be about a family to belong to. Number two, what does this mean for you? We are called to grow. And how do I grow? first of all, by giving of my tithe. 10% of our income is to be given to the church. As believers of Jesus Christ, the Bible is very clear. It says, come and bring your first fruits to the storehouse. Come and bring it to the church. It is a mandate that we have as believers. Now, God doesn't need your money. It's not like, oh my goodness, this person didn't tithe this week. What are we going to do? No. But He has said he will use the church to reach the world. And so the church, we have a job. I mean, and I'll just say, we can get practical here. There's rent every month that needs to be paid. Vika gets paid every week. Lights and internet and computers and supplies. But we want to do more. We want to give those hundred baskets. We need to tithe. We want to be out in the community. We need to tithe. We wanna provide Bibles for free for someone who comes in and says, I wanna give my life to Jesus and I don't have a Bible. You gotta tithe. We build the church so the church can do what the church needs to do and is called to do, and that is make a difference. How else do we grow? We give up our time. If you are not on the Dream Team yet, jump on the Dream Team. We are called to serve. It can't be just a few, and here's the good news. Let me tell you this. We have 50 people on the Dream Team. Okay, let me say it again. We have 50 people on the Dream Team. That is huge. That is huge. We're in the 90th percentile of, of people being on the Dream Team, Nine, over 90% of who come on a Sunday. But then I'm going to say on the Sundays where you're not serving, you need to be a regular attender. It's not if I have time. It's not if I, if I feel like it, or if I wake up in the morning and think, ah, I don't know. I'm going to watch Netflix instead. Okay, I'm I'm going to be a little bit of a hard coach here. I can't tell you how many times I've shown up to church when I didn't want to show up to church. Even when I'm preaching, okay. But you know what? God is so good because He meets me every single time. Because He says, "Thank you for putting me first." And there's something when the body comes together. Maybe you didn't get something out of coming in, but you saying hi to someone, you encouraging someone, you praying for someone, you sitting with someone at Fika changed their whole week. So let's not make church just about what I want and what I feel, but what God wants to do in me and through me. The third thing, we are called to grow by giving of our abilities. Some of you, you have incredible insights and incredible wisdom and incredible leadership and incredible experiences. We need you we need you. We only know so much, those of us on the, on the team right now. And so share of the God-given abilities and strengths that God has given you so that we can build the church, so the one-to-five year visions become a reality. I know nothing about running a sports camp, okay? So I'm not running it. I need some of you to step up this summer to say, I'm going to run the sports camp. I am in. I'll take vacation days to do it. Come on, church, let's use our abilities to build the kingdom of God for something that is worthwhile. We are called to grow and that always means sacrifices involved. Commitment is required, but the rewards are eternal, church. The rewards are eternal. And then the third thing when I'm asking you to grow and stepping into this vision, be ready to throw parties. Be ready to throw parties, church. Because we saw in the three different parables, there was a party after each time that someone came back. So let's be awesome party throwers. Can we be that? And we may not have confetti every Sunday or balloons, but man, can we celebrate when someone says, I was lost, but then Jesus found me, and now he is my Lord and Savior. Can we look at people and say, yes, And not just yes on a Sunday, but then on the following Monday to say, I'm praying for you. Here's a scripture verse for you. Hey, I know life doesn't change completely and it doesn't become perfect when you ask Jesus into your life. But trust me, now you have a resource. Now you have a strength. You have someone who will never leave you or forsake you. So we gotta get really good at throwing parties. Do you guys like parties? I like parties. So let's get really good. So I have this chair up here. And um, when we were getting ready to launch SCC, we would meet on Sundays and Brian's in my living room and uh, we would gather whoever would say yes. <laughs> you know, We'd be like, hey, come and hang out with us. We have food, you should come. Uh, always bribe people with food. It works almost every single time. I think some people were sitting in our living room and, and they really didn't know what we were talking about or really knew what we were planning. What? Start a church. Why start a church? There are so many other churches. Why does Stockholm need another church? And maybe that's a little cultish. That's a little weird, you know? I mean, it sounds weird, right, if you're not used to starting churches. But here's the deal. We have so many people in Stockholm who do not attend a church. So we said, God, we believe you called us to start a church where people who aren't attending a church will find a home. And so I put this chair out and uh, I put it in my living room and uh, I passed out post-it notes. And if we uh, show the picture behind, and what I said was, I said, I want you to write down names of people that you want to come and attend SCC. And they were all blue post-it notes. And the 17, 20 of us who sat in my living room that evening started writing down names, started writing down people groups, And we started putting him on the chair. The chair represented a chair that's in here. 17 of us in this March of 2019 said, let's take a chance. Let's start a church. Hopefully we'll make it to year one, right? I mean, let's be honest. Those 17 people with names on a chair, today is an average attendance of 75 people. 75, by the grace of God. So my question and my challenge to you as we go into 2020 as a church, who are your three? Because if all of us invite three people in 2020, we will have the same percentage growth we had in year one. And again, it's not about numbers. It's not just about filling seats because this is what people have said about SCC. A place of true community where all are welcome. Incredible leadership and a diverse group of friendly people to meet and get connected to from across the world. If you're looking for a place to call home, this is it. Caitlin. Hold on, I gotta get. It's a place where you come and receive the powerful and life-changing word of God as you experience fellowship with loving and caring people, Christiana. After living in Sweden for seven years, we finally found a church that we want to come back to. Feels like a family. Sundays here make Mondays better, Neil. I love Sundays at Stockholm community. SCC feels like family. This is a community that welcomes everyone. The pastors at Stockholm Community are not afraid to be real and encouraging. I absolutely love it here. This is definitely a place where everyone can belong. Grace. Most authentic and real people will love you where you are at and lead you to a deeper relationship with Jesus Christ or go alongside you as you make Jesus your Lord and Savior. Those are just a few of, and I'll just say, the reviews of Stockholm Community that's out on our Facebook page. But they represent lives that have been changed and impacted because of what God is doing here. They represent names on a chair. You have friends, family, coworkers who need to be able to write a review like that. To say, God has done this in my life. My life has been changed. So what we're going to do, worship team, if you would come up. And here's, we're not asking you to write your name on the post-it cards. We're asking you to write someone else's name on the post-it note. And we're going to sing Waymaker, because there are people who need to know that God is a waymaker. People who need to know that God is a promise keeper. And I want you to come up, and I want you just to stick your post-it note on the chair. And this chair will be going home with me. It will go to the SEC office. And I will pray. I will pray with you. I will pray for the names on here and hear me say this and just this is my if they find a different church to go to praise God and I say that because it's all about one kingdom if they happen to go to a different church because they feel like they fit better there that's okay it's not about building Stockholm Community Church it's about building the kingdom of God so It's not like get saved here or don't get saved at all. (laughs) you know. It's we want people to meet Jesus. Does that make sense? We are all about, it's one church. We just happen to be one of many churches here in Stockholm who are wanting to make a difference. Why don't you go ahead and stand with me? And when you have your three names, and maybe you say, I have one name, I have two, that's okay. But come up, stick it on the chair, and then continue to stand as we sing Waymaker. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for the names that are on this chair lord i thank you that you are already working in their lives you are already calling them and drawing them into a personal relationship with you you don't want to be a god that's far off in their life god but you want to be a god that is near and that is close and so lord i pray for us as a church that here in 2020 we take a step out and we invite three people that we say, come and be a part of something that I'm a part of that has changed my life. Lord, may we not be timid with our faith, but may we be bold, God, because you've done so much, God, and there's so much more you want to do. And so, Lord, we are believing that we are going from a new church to a growing church, God. And as we keep seeking, and as we keep asking, And as we keep knocking, God, you will answer our prayers. So, Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for the vision of Stockholm community. The best is yet to come, my Lord. The best is yet to come. Amen.